Hi, this is Bannon Backus, and before the show, I just want to say that I hope all of you are doing as well as can be expected during this pandemic, something I never thought I'd say outside of a sketch. Um, Hopefully things will be back to normal sooner rather than later, and in the meantime, I hope that the show keeps bringing a smile to your face, even if nobody else knows it's there because of social distancing. Um, So I wish you all the best, enjoy the show, and as always, thanks so much for listening. Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be having a happy little conversation about someone who didn't even wait for his paint to dry, but with whom many people would probably have been happy to watch paint dry. That's right, we'll be talking about painter Bob Ross. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening, and thank you for joining us for the Gone Show. I'm joined tonight by Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Good evening. And next, it's my pleasure to introduce a being of brilliance. Brilliance not only of luminosity, but also of intelligence a being of cosmic energy, and... John, do you really want me to read this? How dare you interrupt my introduction to ask such a ridiculous question? Yeah, how dare I? So as some listeners have most likely already assumed, John was very jealous of an introduction made by a Dr. Arturo Bellerophon, who called in during the recording of our last episode, and tonight I came into the studio to find this typed introduction sitting on my chair. I don't understand your shilly shall. My shilly-shallying. You know, Dr. Bellerophon introduced himself. He didn't ask me to make a production out of it. I don't understand your shilly-shallying. I am only doing this once. Stop shilly-shallying. A being of cosmic energy and... I'll need you to start from the beginning. John? John? Who's John? Someone by that name has yet to be introduced. And next, it's my pleasure to introduce a being of brilliance. Brilliance not only of luminosity, but also of intelligence. A being of cosmic energy. A being of crackling, erotic energy. A being by the name of John Mad Jack Mitten. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here tonight. I want you to know that I'm never doing that again. You don't be so petulant. You're lucky you're already dead. Take care now. Moving on, also joining me tonight is returning guest Orson Escanaba, who is a yeti. You are welcome for my presence. Right. Much appreciated, as always, Mr. Escanaba. And not just any presence on the show. This is already your fourth appearance. I can't believe it. Isn't that something? Time really does fly. Yes, we yeti have a similar expression. Time flies like doopy. What does doopy mean? I believe that you refer to it, rather ineloquently, as excrement. Remember, just give me the signal, and I'll step in and class up the blaze. Thanks. Ignorant as you are, you may not know that we yeti have an unusually strong sphincter. 
It allows us to push out Doopy with great force and send it a considerable distance. And let me guess, you use this ability as part of some barbaric ritual. Yes, and I'm certain that it would make for a very interesting conversation, but we do need to get to tonight's topic. Coward. Yeah, anyway, on tonight's show, we'll be talking about someone who, without the aid of the internet, as we know it today, and with a mild temperament that was brought to people by a mild broadcasting service, has gone on to achieve a cult status and a powerful internet presence. We'll be talking about Bob Ross. Now, if I remember correctly, Bob Ross was the name of that painter with a television show. Correct. Bob Ross hosted a television program entitled The Joy of Painting that aired on the public broadcasting service for 11 years, beginning in 1983. Yes, I remember having watched that program many times. Oh, and did you ever do any painting along with him? No, and truth be told, I've always felt a little guilty about that. He he always seemed very invested. At the very least, I could have followed along with him and made a doodle. No, as usual, Jay, you're being hard on yourself for no reason. As a matter of fact, when I was conducting research for tonight's episode, I found that, according to... PBS, less than 10% of the people who watched episodes of The Joy of Painting on their first run ever painted along with Bob Ross. Well, that does make me feel a little better. Thank you. I admit to having popped my clogs before television was invented, but I thought that it was supposed to be exciting. You might understand that people tuned into this show to watch a man paint. That's right. The Joy of Painting was an instructional program that featured Bob Ross walking viewers through the painting of what were usually landscapes. Well, that sounds more thrilling than having sex with your clothes off. What? Of this I can assure you, the traditional style of painting practiced by the Yeti is far more exhilarating. So the Yeti have a traditional painting style, I didn't know that. I am becoming more and more impressed by the depths of your ignorance. Well, I'm glad that I could impress you. Instead of the undisciplined variety of colors accepted by the human artist, the Yeti limit themselves to just one color, red. Well, that explains why it seems your kind always sees red. And what is that supposed to mean? It's just an idiom. Idiom. I thought that the word for him was idiot. (laughs) Well, do my senses deceive me? Are you joining forces with that fuzzy marshmallow to mock me? There has not been a greater betrayer since Judas. Calm down, John. Uh, I'll explain the confusion later, Mr. Escanaba. Please continue. As I was saying before, I was disrespectfully interrupted by this idiom. Do for the love of the Queen's English. Yet he paints only in red, and this color comes not from plastic tubes like those that I have seen in your uncivilized culture. No, we yeti harvest our pigment from the very clay beneath our feet. 
I, I mean no offense by this, Mr. Escanaba, but I was under the impression that you were going to tell us that the paint you use is simply blood. Outrageous. Absurd. I feel as though I am surrounded completely by idioms. Why would you think the Yeti paint only in blood? In all honesty, I was thinking the same thing. Well, that thought never crossed my mind. What do I look like? An idiom. Painting exclusively with blood would be ridiculous, which is why, to create our paint, the Yeti take the clay we gather and add it to the blood of our enemies. Now everything makes perfect sense, and each painting made with the help of a slain enemy must be completed before the steam has stopped rising from the open wounds of that enemy. The most experienced of artists will hang their paintings above the warm bodies of their victims to more quickly dry the paint. I imagine you don't run across many critics of your work. Well, at this point, an appropriate segue uh, totally escapes me. But we are overdue for a break, so I'll just say we'll be right back. Mommy, ketchup is coming out of that man's hands. Oh, oh no, my stigmata are manifesting again, and I'm supposed to present on the Johnson Financials this morning. Sound familiar? For centuries, sufferers of stigmata have had few, if any, options for relief. Until now. Introducing Stigma Tata. Stigma Tata is the world's first over-the-counter medication designed specifically to not only treat stigmata, but help to prevent future flare-ups. Stigma Tata is all-natural and made from a proprietary formula that includes holy water, powdered bramble, olive juice, and other ingredients. Great job presenting the Johnson Financials. The company owes you a debt of gratitude. Don't thank me. Thank Stigma Tata. Stigma Tata. Say Tata to Stigmata. Feet. Horses. Steam. Gasoline. Batteries. How we make our way down the road has come a long way. And now, it's time to go further. Introducing a new kind of company that offers a new kind of car. Introducing Mushroom Motors, the world's only manufacturer of nuclear-powered automobiles. From the economical isotope sedan to the sporty two-door Neutron, each Mushroom Motors automobile is driven by a proprietary thorium-fueled nuclear reactor guaranteed to last for 100 years between tune-ups. Fossil fuels can go the way of the dinosaurs, and the battery is dead. Experience the future of the automobile by visiting your nearest Mushroom Motors dealer today. Mushroom Motors, the nuclear option. Welcome back to Gone Show. Like the sight of a Yeti blood painting being dried over rapidly cooling flesh, the Gone Show returns once again to the forefront of your mind. Now, that's a segue. Thank you. And, of course, helping me to paint our own kind of pictures this evening are Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba. And, believe it or not, we've been discussing Bob Ross. 
Forgive me for being a ninny, but I still don't understand how this Bob Ross became so popular by simply allowing people to watch him paint pictures for eleven bloody years. Actually, in light of recent conversation, forget I use the word bloody. Well, I suppose it's all a matter of opinion, but the consensus is that the program came to be so highly regarded because of Bob Ross's personality. Yes, he seemed to be a very pleasant man. The only thing pleasant about painting should come from knowing that your palate is death. Well, Bob Ross would probably disagree with you. That is unwise. Just the same, uh, Bob Ross always presented a soft-spoken, gentle, and calm demeanor, and those qualities dovetail nicely with one of the program's given purposes, which is to make the art of painting accessible to the everyday person. If he was so popular because of having been a great teacher, then why didn't more people pick up a paintbrush while they were watching him? I'm starting to think that this Bob Ross was some sort of mesmerist. Bob Ross is usually not described as a mesmerist, but I did find that the program The Joy of Painting is often associated with an experience termed Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, or ASMR, and asthma, which is usually brought about by sounds, images, or both, results in a mild euphoria. So, this Bob Ross character was coming into people's homes through the television and bringing with him an opium den. No, and that's a horrible comparison. Uh, this asthma response that you're talking about makes sense. I, I actually remember the joy of painting making me feel sleepily relaxed, but not bored or are disinterested. Right, it seems as though a lot of people use media like the joy of painting to help with insomnia. I'll have to remember that the next time I can't turn my brain off. Something interesting that I was actually aware of prior to tonight's episode is that Bob Ross served in the United States Air Force for two decades and reached the rank of Master Sergeant. And in an interview, he said that his military position compelled him to yell and scream at people and that after leaving the service, he never wanted to raise his voice again, which seems to have resulted in the soft-spoken demeanor he's usually associated with. He should never have left military service. It is deeply regrettable when warriors lose their voices. Well, in the words of President Theodore Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. If he were a yeti, he would have said, speak loudly and carry a tree trunk. Subtlety, thy name is Yeti. All right, I think we've been flippant enough in talking about a man who probably deserves more respect. So I'll go ahead and ask for everyone's final thoughts on the inimitable Bob Ross. Jay? After recording an episode of The Gone Show, I sometimes feel a bit wired, so I might try and treat myself to a relaxing evening with Bob Ross when I get home tonight. That sounds nice.
John? My fear is that I might not be able to escape from this man's spell. So, I'll just come to terms with never knowing the joy of painting. And, Mr. Escanaba, I am forced to agree with the idiom. It sounds as though Bob Ross dulls the senses, and the senses of a yeti must be sharp for the bloodlust of painting. And there you have it, Bob Ross, someone who offered, seemingly with ease, something that is often not easy to receive, peace of mind. I'd like to thank my guests and listeners. Thank you, and until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.